What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. This time, we're bringing it back. An oldie but a goodie that never really went away. We just took a break from it in October. What I'm trying to say is Discord Decides is back. It's it's time to shine again. Mm -hmm. We gave the power to the homies again, again. after giving them nothing <laughs> in October. Giving them no power in October. Yeah, we gave the homies absolutely nothing of worth in October. <laughs> no. We said, did you guys have ideas? That's stupid because we have a better one. <laughs> we already figured something out. So just don't even say a word. But the time has come again for us to put the power back with the people to let the homies once again start voting on our last episode of the month. And considering it is November, mm -hmm. and also considering the timing, now granted when this comes out, it's past. However, at the time of recording, Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to do a Thanksgiving-themed discord because there actually are there's like a handful of horror movies that either revolve around thanksgiving mention thanksgiving allude to thanksgiving in some way <laughs> yeah it, it's true i was definitely of the camp of people that thought that thanks killing was the only uh horror movie related to thanksgiving but i was pleasantly wrong we had some options this time around and all of them were interesting like i would have been cool with any of the choices this month yeah. Oh, yeah. There was actually now granted half of them are Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving level movies <laughs> where they're not you're not going in there for the quality. You're going in there for the novelty. That was half of them. But the other half were legit movies where it seemed like people put some some work and thought and effort and money into those movies so yeah we had more to more of a um thanksgiving feast if you will than we were anticipating to have um so we are going to be covering a movie today that is actually pretty recent uh just came out mm -hmm. last year actually yeah and i remember we covered this a little bit um we didn't talk extensively about this one we just watched a trailer with the homies but this was one that was on our radar last year we didn't get around to checking it out then but now that the time has arrived once again um it's a happy surprise that it's yeah. back in our uh, library and we're going to be talking about it today yeah because i had completely forgotten about it so honestly same <laughs> it honestly worked out really really well um and so obviously there are some real life horrors that are connected to thanksgiving the holiday um we will be talking about some fake horror that's actually connected to black friday mm -hmm. and the holiday after thanksgiving that also gets really freaking violent at least from the stories that i've heard because 
I was going to ask you, have you ever gone Black Friday shopping? I have not. I have a couple times and I've never witnessed any of the big crazy, none of the uh, mass destruction and violence that we see a lot of, but I know it's around. Um, I typically, as a nerd, uh, Black Friday is usually my tech and video game day, so I go out looking for new systems, games, uh, TVs, yada, 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 th those sort of things. Um, typically, at least the past couple of years, the sales on those are pretty trash, but... <laughs> Um, I will say if you go to places like Best Buy or Target um, on Black Friday, even if you're not in that initial wave of people, you can still see the remnants of the war. Like you see the battle that has happened there, even if yeah. you didn't participate yourself. The scars that litter <laughs> the stores. <laughs> every every worker you walk by seems like they've seen everything, not just things, yes. everything. Everything battered and bruised mentally. And you know, already being a customer service retail worker is already just such an ask of a human being. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. I think for both of us, we've both worked um, in food service, customer service, retail. Mm -hmm. We've done all we've of done those the things. Jobs. We've done them together <laughs> and it's a lot. It's very taxing, like emotionally and even physically. You're kind of asked to do a lot and your body is taking on a lot over the period of sometimes up to eight hour shifts where they're like, oh, you get one break. Did you take you got that one break? Just the one. Just yeah, the one. we'll throw you maybe a 15 <laughs> in there. And you're like, please, <laughs> please, God, <laughs> please, please let me sit down. <laughs> I beg you. I beg you. And uh, I will also say that I think although I'm not a big supporter of Black Friday, to be honest, but I think over the years now that it's bled into Thanksgiving a bit more, I know a lot of places will start their Black Friday stuff like Thanksgiving night sometimes. Um, I think that has helped with the congestion of people and some of the chaos that is that used to be Black Friday when it was like the doors open at midnight and it's who's ever there. Like I think that that style is slowly slipping away. And I think for, for good reason. I, I think it's kind of better that we spread the deals and the shopping out a bit, not just for the safety of the people going into the store, but honestly, for these workers that we're talking about who yeah. need some semblance of sanity throughout that day because it is insane I, usually i mean possibly but i also have known some people who as soon as they're done eating on thanksgiving they were gone like they oh, yeah. were already waiting in line like they were in line ready to go into the stores marking their spot for whatever deal i black friday to me is in is nuts i i i think it's becoming more of a thing to have i i will say i think having cyber monday and all those other deals online has maybe alleviated some because maybe people think oh i'll just do it online but also too i feel like why not just have a whole a sale all week long and so people have time <laughs> to, to go <laughs> to the store. That way you're spreading some of that. Because really, the people that end up working on those on those days, they, that's it. Like you have your set group of people who are probably going to be taking all the brunt of that shift because their hours are usually pretty wild mm -hmm. and spread some of that maybe amongst <laughs> the coworkers so they can all lament to each other lean on each other 
they can each maybe get a word in. <laughs> we get a word in on a customer, get a little spicy word in on a customer. Um, you know, spread that, spread that, uh, spread that around. And then also maybe people will chill out because they'll be like, oh, well, I got time. I'll yeah. go there on, I'll go there on Wednesday. <laughs> Not right after I finished gorging myself. That's very true. A bunch of food. And now I'm sleepy and bloated and probably in a bad mood because now you're in the cold. That's true. But for a lot of people, Black Friday is that holiday shopping moment of the year. We get it. Um, just know that like if you are gonna go holiday shopping, Black Friday shopping, Cyber Monday, whatever you're doing, just you know, forty percent slash fifty percent off is not worth losing your common decency. Just gonna throw that out there. Be right. kind to your workers as you go out and get that TV. Be be, be kind while you're out there. Right. Yes. Please. Please. Because it's true. It's very true. Yeah. The discount is not does not give you the the right to all of a sudden actually be a gremlin. I think that's one of the rules. <laughs> that was one no of the rules. Don't inside. don't allow them to go out on Black Friday. <laughs> don't allow them to shop using discounts. Um, so yes, needless to say, Black Friday is wild and crazy and therefore perfect, perfect for a horror movie. Of Kinda course. Works. It kind of works perfectly. Uh, so obviously it was only a matter of time until we took that and turned it into a horror comedy, actually, uh, which is Black Friday. But before we get into the movie breakdown, first, we got to tell the homies how scary is Black Friday. So, Roshane, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where are you putting black friday on your scare scale well i have a question can i do like half of one out of five <laughs> like can, you, can i just do like a point like a five, point five? <laughs> <laughs> you could do a point five because <laughs> it's somewhere between point five and a one like i don't find this yeah. movie scary at all granted it's a horror comedy so like it leans more into the being funny aspects there is some light gore so if maybe you're squeamish for that that could get to you but i really don't think there's very much scary about this one so i'm gonna give it one or half a point if i can yeah, I, I'd agree with that. Yeah, unless you're like super skittish, uh, this movie, yeah, it's a, it's a horror comedy, so they're not trying to be scary. There's no jump scares or anything like that. There are maybe a few moments that are like catch you off guard moments, but for anybody who doesn't like to be scared, I think that this movie would be like perfect. It's a little gross at times, like the creature can maybe be gross to some people, but even that in and of itself, it's not ever scary. It's just maybe a little bit gross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. 0.5 at the most uh, for the <laughs> for the scare scale of Black Friday. So yeah, if you guys are looking for something light that's not scary, this one is right up your alley. All right, homies, we're entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we're talking about Black Friday from 2021. This movie was directed by Casey Tebow, written by Andy Griscoviak, starring Devin Sawa as Ken, Ivana Baccaro as Marnie, Ryan Lee as Chris, Stephen Peck as Brian, Michael Ja White as Archie, and Bruce Campbell as Jonathan. 
Black Friday, one of the most wonderful days of the year for many holiday shoppers and one of the most hellish for the employees. It's Thanksgiving night and Ken and company are busy setting up for the midnight open at We Love Toys. But after a meteor crashes on Earth and starts changing the shoppers into monstrous creatures, quality customer service is the last thing on these workers' minds. Insert bitchy Black Friday grandmas, ass-kissing assistant managers, and one man's noble quest for pancakes and Thanksgiving booty here. Our film concludes with the mutated shoppers coming together to form a creature of mass destruction and our workers doing everything they can to survive and clock out. Also, this is some next level bath salts shit. Roll credits. Alrighty. Roshane. What's up? Let me let me ask you this. What's good? What's in your notebook? Oh, well, if you must know. Um, so the first thing I have in my notebooks is this premise hits a little too close to home. And now, granted, we've already talked about it a little bit in the intro, but one thing that really drew me to this movie, and a lot of the people who watch the Twitch stream know that I was kind of rooting for this one because it seemed like it has something to do with zombies. Y'all know how I feel about zombies. So I was really interested to see what was going to happen. And along with that, though, this idea of following the retail worker during Black Friday, which, again, is a lot for a lot of people, one of the worst work days of the year. It's just such a good horror movie premise to me. Like, it, it just fits in so well, especially if it's going to be like a horror comedy. Perfect. Mm hmm. Yeah, it works really. This movie kind of reminded me of Slacks in a way. Yes, yes, the whole time I was thinking that. Yeah, where it's this retail company that you have these people that are a bit more overzealous, really ex really obviously love their job, who think that it's great. Black Friday's great, and then you have the other end of it where these people are showing up in their understandably not wanting to be working on thanksgiving they don't want to work on black friday but holiday pay is kind of calling their names and so right. they say yeah sure whatever we'll do it and we'll kind of bite the bullet and and grin and bear through it to get this paycheck at the end of the day and so and then of course the element of while being at while working something that's is going wrong that is very specific to the store it, it reminded me of slacks a lot in that way but yeah it's a great i mean it's a good idea it's it makes a lot of sense i feel the nice thing about having a black friday-esque movie that yeah kind of leans into the zombie idea and i think works well to their benefit is you kind of have this cool element of there's a very specific crowd that's there that is acting a very specific way, but it doesn't seem weird at first. Right. Where, you know what I mean? Like the, the idea of there being something wrong with these people works very well for Black Friday because 
at something is wrong with people on Black Friday. Right, on Black Friday. (laughs) This angry, violent, and impatient nature that these people have when they first turn is not weird at all to these employees because that's what they're expect they're expecting people to be the worst versions of themselves and so when they are it's like yeah duh it's black friday and it kind of takes them a minute to realize that something is really weird and something wrong is going on so yeah it works definitely the holiday itself leans in very well to that kind of play on oh, people, it seems fine. And then, no, okay, this is this is bad. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even if you were to go back, I'm sure an easy YouTube or Google search will show you plenty of videos and images of people on Black Friday, like, rushing into stores, like, fighting over stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And just looking at that footage by itself looks like it could have been stripped out of a horror movie. And I will say I was kind of disappointed that we didn't get any of those, like, inserts in this mm-hmm. one anywhere. Um, granted, it's it's a little bit of a played out concept, I, I think, but um, I feel like for the for grounding purposes, it may have been nice to like see some people just doing their typical Black Friday shenanigans. No, I'll, I'll agree with you there. I, I do wish that they had spent more time just showing us the regular Black Friday mm-hmm. crowd because we don't get too much of that. That element of itself, we get a good amount of them preparing and then we get a very small portion of just regular black friday shenanigans Mm -hmm. and i do wish that we had gotten more scenarios of people we do we get like a really quick montage but i wanted to see more people fighting and maybe the employees breaking them up and and more people kind of clamoring to the checkout, more people kind of tripping over baskets and things like more pandemonium because yeah. I think that would have really, really helped when things started to go wrong and get weird because there's obviously a lot of people in this store, um, but I will say it feels like it kind of thinned because the store itself is so big, mm-hmm. it feels like people kind of thinned out. And so there are moments where there weren't that many people around and I wanted to see more people. I think especially when we get our first instance with Chris is the germaphobe, right? Yeah. When we get our first instance with Chris and he gets attacked and, and therefore defends himself and people think that he was the attacker. I almost wish that there were more people. I understand the whole point is kind of you're not nobody really sees what happened. So they don't know. They don't take his word for it. But I almost kind of wish that there were more people around and it was more of like a a disarray of people and a shuffle and it was all this confusion. And mm-hmm. then they just assumed that Chris kind of caused the mayhem because I just feel like once we get to the point where they're kind of trying to get people out of the store, it, I don't, it's just hard to tell how many people are still in the store. Yeah, I, it if doesn't, there was it doesn't more feel people. like there was that many. I'm, I'm just going to be yeah. real. Like that was one of my other notes is this for something based in Black Friday, their Black Friday seemed pretty damn chill. I got to be real. Like mm-hmm. outside of the montage that showed a lit, like that tiny bit of pandemonium, like you talked about. I felt like overall, 
things were fairly tame as far as Black Fridays go. Even when we got to the section where we're watching like Chris at at the front at the register and like everybody's ringing stuff up. Doesn't really feel like there was that many people in line and like I don't know if that was just a case of like they didn't have enough extras to fill the space, but right. I do think that when you're going the Black Friday route, the sheer volume of people is important and I did feel like because for a lot of this movie there's only x amount of people on screen at, at a singular time i didn't feel that part of the black friday was missing for me like yeah the volume of people the pandemonium that that level of chaos that was actually kind of absent which was surprising yes now granted this did get filmed at the end of 2020 so uh, covid so that... definitely could have played a part however i will still say i do get that feeling when they first all enter the store. I guess what actually would have helped, I didn't necessarily, because there was actually a pretty good amount of people when they all run into the store. When they store, run in, And yeah. they do they do a really good job of when they're all running around and that music is playing, of, of making it seem like there's a lot of chaos. I think that what could have easily helped that without having to fill in more people, because obviously like safety precautions is more important than <laughs> the, the vibe of the film. But I think what they could have done to just make that feel a little bit more, maybe make some more urgency to things is just have more asshole characters. Like, cause we really get it with the grandma. If we would have had a few more characters like her mm -hmm. to really put some fire under the employees where they're really just, sick of it yeah. i think that that honestly would have helped because as it stands it doesn't yeah people are kind of shitty but and and some black friday sales don't have a shit ton of people but that doesn't mean that everybody's still nice i think if they had had just a couple more people who were really impatient like she was and mm -hmm. who were really making them feel bad that i would have gotten that same sense of oh, this sucks kind of yeah. a, kind of a thing rather than it sometimes felt like they were just standing around like uh, particularly um, Ken. I mean, he's just kind of skateboarding around the store, which yeah. works for his character. But then at the same time, I feel like it should have felt like everybody was busy mm -hmm. doing something, even if they didn't want to be doing it. Yeah, it's just like there was so much ceremony for the preparation for the Black Friday. So it's just like, I feel like when the moment the doors open and the people rush in and all that stuff's happening, that that level of pandemonium just didn't match all the prep for me, um, mm -hmm. which is fine. Like, I still understand that that it had to kind of go that way. Like, you had, you had to do the prep into the, you know, that's just the order of operations there. Um, but, you know, it did feel kind of absent for me. And I agree with you. I think a couple more standout customers would have been helpful because really the grandma's the most notable one. I think the rest of them are very forgettable. I can't even like think of any other customers that like stood yeah. out. The Santa uh, Claus guy, but we don't ever see him again. No, there are, there are <laughs> a couple that characters <laughs> that we don't see again, which we'll talk about later. Um, but that was one of the things that I did actually really like is I like the characters. Now, I will say from the get, a lot of them are very caricature-y just due mm -hmm. to like following whatever um, weird quirk that they have, uh, which I don't think is very foreign to like the retail horror comedy genre that's kind of forming, I guess. 
but I still like them. I still enjoyed them. Um, I really liked the camaraderie between Ken and Chris in the beginning. I thought that that was very realistic of like a retail worker relationship, you know, like mm -hmm. the older guy and like the kind of like, I'm going to take you under my wing and like teach you the ropes and all that stuff. Um, so I thought that was cool. Obviously, there has to be the goody two shoes with like Anita and Brian. And that, mm -hmm. like that we even have these like middle ground characters of Marnie and Archie or just, you know, they're there to do the job. Yeah. And like, I feel like they covered a lot of the bases of like the people who would work at this store. Yeah, it felt pretty, pretty realistic in a sense. You're right in in the regards of each person very much has a trope that they're playing into. Mm -hmm. But as far as the work ethic, I feel like that part is pretty realistic because you're right. Mm -hmm. There are those people who take it very seriously. There are those slackers. And then there are generally majority of people kind of fall right in the middle where this job isn't their life, but they'll show up and they'll do their job because mm -hmm. it's their job. And I feel like uh, that's where a lot of our workers in this one fall. And then we have those like outliers on each end. Um, I will say I was confused. <laughs> okay. So when we first get introduced to Chris, mm -hmm. they do this whole thing. His family is sitting and having a Thanksgiving meal and we're zoomed in on his overalls. Yeah. Which are these uniform, the uniforms that they have to work wear at the store are these overalls that have teddy bears and different toys on them. We're zoomed in on his overalls and we're hearing him talk to his family. I didn't understand. And then there's a face reveal and Chris yeah. is just some guy. I didn't really understand. <laughs> were they trying to make a joke? Because to me, it felt like they were trying to make a joke of maybe they maybe you are expecting to see a younger guy because he still lives with his parents but it's a guy who's what in his late 20s i mm -hmm. don't uh, that just felt very strange to me because i yeah. if that was the purpose of the joke i feel like that's a pretty outdated joke because a lot of people live with their families nowadays yeah. <laughs> regardless of their age so i uh, that was i don't know that confused me because i thought it was gonna pan up to we had already met Devin sawa like we'd yeah. already met his character he's a pretty big name in this movie i thought maybe it would pan up to him Bruce campbell or, or something or, yeah somebody a big yeah, name and then <laughs> i thought that it was just like his pseudo like we just met him so i was like okay he's getting for work and then it's introduced that it's chris instead i fully agree with you i don't understand what <laughs> was, was really being done um it was, it was very dramatic <laughs> yeah it was very dramatic for a very confusing payoff i'm not sure either <laughs> now granted i really like chris as a character mm -hmm. he um, is one of my favorite characters in this movie and also brian kind of is my favorite character uh, yeah <laughs> Here's i mean the i thing. hate brian but brian's pretty good i also hate brian but comedically brian is my favorite <laughs> character <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Stephen Peck, they they got some delivery. I give it to him. I thought, and even Brian's relationship with Jonathan is very annoying, very ridiculous. But I like the ebbs and flows that it has <laughs> throughout the movie. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it plays really well, particularly against the other characters. What they did do well that I appreciated was Anita. Around the time that I was hoping Anita would die, she got killed. Yeah. And I appreciated that. <laughs> my third note in my notebook is honestly, can't wait for Anita to go. 
and oh my honestly the minute it popped in my head i thought oh god i hope anita doesn't stay around for very long right after that uh stinger through the throat or whatever Mm -hmm. that (laughs) whatever that was (laughs) tentacle through the throat and i was very (laughs) very very pleased pleased. (laughs) very pleased that was good timing for her character but first of all we got introduced right away to the characters that are going to survive Mm-hmm. back right that was one thing i i was hoping that some some characters would survive that didn't only because i thought it would be cool if it kind of subverted who you expected to survive and they didn't yeah um but we can chris and marnie are the three that we get introduced to first they're the three that are connected the most and those are the three that end up making it to the end right which is you know, it's it's fine. I'm not upset that they survived, but I would have no. liked to see Archie maybe thrown in there. <laughs> right. I mean, it was just it it's it was very cookie cutter. It's like your typical um ABC kind of plot line. And I think this mm-hmm. whole movie kind of follows that route where it's like you can kind of gauge what's going to happen um at most of the points. It does right. get wacky to a point where it's hard to figure out where they're going with it, but I feel like the um big plot points or big moves that the story is going to take tonally you can kind of see a lot of them coming and Mm -hmm. i think this beginning section of setting up the characters that are important is like a great example of that yes and so basically we we find out right away that although this seemed from the trailer like in a zombie situation it's actually it's it was all a lie it's actually like a parasitic alien invasion sort of sort of um situation where these meteors are coming down to earth and near where each one landed there is this small globby it kind of looks like stomach lining Mm -hmm. (laughs) when i saw it i was like that kind of looks like haggis with like a (laughs) with a pink glowing light inside Mm -hmm. of it my favorite (laughs) yum but yeah it kind of glows and moves around or you know what else it looks like did you ever see can of worms no i did not i don't think so okay well, there's this there was this goopy gloop like boogery monster on uh-huh. in the can of worms movie. I'll maybe when I post about this on Instagram, I'll post a picture of the <laughs> can of worms monster. But it looks like that. And mm-hmm. it has this extension that comes out of it that grabs onto people's faces and puts the parasite in for some people it puts the parasite into them for others it'll just kill them yeah though i'm not sure i'm not sure because even with anita she got killed but then she came back so then she died again like right away again or she she? was weak she was weakened but she was i feel like she was still up and around like she because i feel like we never saw her again after she was just crawling around in yeah, the back but, uh, room again she is not the only character that we never see again after <laughs> they do something so but yeah no that's that's it probably doesn't i feel like as long as the parasite gets in you it'll probably kind of get you moving like to where you, you need something. to go <laughs> yeah it, it it does its thing it injects things into you mm-hmm um basically the 
Parasite, for some people, it starts as them just feeling sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see a couple people who look like death, <laughs> yeah. and, but are up and are moving around because it's so that's, I think what it is trying to imply because those people that were sick that we saw in the beginning, like the, the, the husband that was sick outside of the store, I think it's fair to assume that they didn't get mouthed. I think that what it was also trying to imply was if you are around the meteor for too long, it could make you sick. Because I just don't understand how would he have gotten mouthed and then just kept on about his day. <laughs> like, exactly. when would that have happened? I wonder if it was one of those things where if you were around the meteor, it could make you feel sick or like you could absorb. Possibly. The hard, the hard thing for me in tracking that is, again, there's a lot of character disappearances. So it's hard to watch the progression of this alien creature inside people because we only get to see the full process on a couple people even Mm -hmm. that uh the guy who was sick in the beginning outside i don't think we ever see him again or we don't ever see him as one of the monsters i don't think uh maybe he's running around in the store at some point but yeah we we see him a couple of times okay and in the beginning and then I think we see him in the montage. I think he's kind of running around with his wife. Because but... even when um, we're with like Marnie and like Marnie's like has that quick like look to the side, somebody's there mm-hmm. and then look back and they're not there. It wasn't the same guy, was it? No, that was an old man. Yeah, that was just like a random old man who also, I guess, was sick or is implied to be sick. Right. Or got infected at some point inside of the store well and then of course too we have the truck driver who Mm -hmm. is comes in and thinks he has to shit himself but really is sick but he went he went outside like he was okay but then he went outside presumably got attacked by the meteor and then came back in at least that's how i tracked it it's just wild to me though that that would happen if I was anywhere and some white tentacle <laughs> came out of a pink blob <laughs> and stuck something in, because the thing about it is some people, when that happens, some people can't. By the time we see them again, they've already changed. Yeah. It's the people who are still kind of able to process what's happening that it's a bit of a question mark on if that happened to them or not. Because Emmett, for instance, yeah. he is he's able to say, like, he's able to be like, what is what was that? Like, mm-hmm. am I going to be sick? Blah, blah, blah. Like, he is very obviously shaken by what just happened. And yeah. he also turns pretty quickly. So True. it's it's just a little. It's a little inconsistent. But I will say, like. <laughs> Emmett is, I feel like, the one that we get to see the most of the transformation from, like, beginning to end. Because we see Emmett get attacked. We see Emmett get saved and is okay for a little bit. And then we also see Emmett turn. But we also see Emmett turn multiple times, too. Mm -hmm. So, like, we do get to see the full process of what this alien does, but only to one character. I feel like that's kind of confusing, because you have so many different like variants of this thing where Mm -hmm. it at some point i feel like you have a lot of like half sick kind of kind of uh zombified people then 
at another point you have full-on creature feature level monsters that have been crafted and i just like it does there is some progression over time sure but i just feel like there are just so many different variations it took me a while to figure out like what exactly are we dealing with here um that's that's fair yeah because it it see what it seems is that the maybe the longer that they're infected without being absorbed into the blob that they start to go through this metamorphosis which is pretty cool i do like the creature that they turn into oh yeah it's like a, a kind of like a bird creature but like in their mouths but then they have a bunch of teeth and so even yeah because even emmett's creature that he ends as i guess is different than the grandma who has gone full on full on yeah straight up just (laughs) ghoul status but but that's the other thing too is like now i understand like she is as a human like the biggest antagonist in the store so of course she becomes the biggest antagonist creature wise but like her transformation like we don't even get to see her be attacked right like we see her sit down near where the blob is going to start doing its thing and then the next we see her she is full vampire bat mode um Mm -hmm. Whereas at that point, though, no one else had reached that level of mutation. And I don't understand what was it about the grandma that made her special so much. (laughs) Yeah, so special and different. Like, is the creature like feeding off of people's negative energy? Like, is it because she was in very close proximity to the thing? Like, there are. Yeah, it's like there are things that you can infer, but I don't think anything's really explained, which mm-hmm. for a horror comedy, sure, you can kind of get away with. But it does feel confusing at times as to like what what's happening, you know, mm, that's fair. I do think that there I do think possibly it's because she was infected right from the blob's mouth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then maybe after that, it just got kind of passed on. So mm-hmm. I wonder if maybe it's the there's a hierarchy and she was kind of <laughs> I... like, you know, right underneath the the queen mm-hmm. and so maybe they gave her some a little extra razzle dazzle a little extra va va boom because yeah she's <laughs> definitely the biggest creature and she's also the one that kills archie right yeah. is that her yeah that's okay. her mm-hmm. and that i mean since we're talking about archie archie was a fun character i loved archie a lot like outside of it you know being who it is i mm-hmm enjoyed archie because he was talking about that middle ground just like at the store i'm archie when i'm when i'm at work so i had to resonate (laughs) with him you know like if i go to my day job i'm archie i'm there i clock in i do my stuff i clock out and like he has that energy to him and so when when shit hits the fan and like they're trying to escape and everything he takes like the warrior role and i understand why he gets taken out it like it was saddening to me because he was a fun character to follow but i do understand why they take him out like he's the only person who's actually capable of doing anything right so by taking him out you kind of up the stakes because like he was the only fighter in the group none of no one else in here can fight so right where where do they go from here i agree as much as i would have loved to see archie persevere and make it to the finish line he he was he was too strong. <laughs> he was he was able. <laughs> he was just too good. He, yeah, he was too good. He was able to do too much. Which I will say, I do think now. I know I harped on it for a good minute earlier, but I will <laughs> say, having less people ended up slightly being a benefit because I do think that 
if they would have had too many people, it would have been unbelievable that they would have been able to traverse the store. It felt mm -hmm. like there was just the right amount of people. Once things start popping off, it felt like they had just the right amount of adversaries because you're right. Archie is their golden gun. And once he gets taken out, everybody else is, they've got limitations. And I think if they had too much to battle against, it would have been really, really hard to say, oh yeah, they're still alive because I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah. But at the point that we are where Archie gets taken out, it's not overwhelming, like the mm -hmm. amount of people that are that are in the store. Um, so as unfortunate as it is, it's it's fine because at that point in time, you then, I think you actually allot, once Archie gets taken out, I think you allot the other characters some really fun moments because now they have to kind of lean on their strengths which are minimal <laughs> and they <laughs> have to really figure out how they're going to handle this situation and i actually enjoyed that like i enjoyed watching our final group move forward in yeah. whatever way that they could because archie was definitely the man with the plan yeah and now they have zero blueprints <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was a smart move and they had to do it i get it but what happened to ruth where did ruth <laughs> go oh my gosh ruth got fucked up where when where and how i missed it i missed you didn't the see it no oh my god when the police car crashes through the window it it throws Ruth across the store. Okay, that's what happens. Or to runs her, her right. over, or something. She gets hit by the car. I don't know if it runs her over, if it tosses no, yeah, her. Yeah, but out. like she's like, oh, the police are coming. Okay, I remember now. Cause that that was tripping me up. Cause I honestly, I finished the movie and I was like, but where's Ruth? And I'm like, I completely forgot about her. No, you're right. You're right. Ruth Ruth got yeeted. Yeah, <laughs> which to be fair, Ruth was maybe my least favorite caricature character. Um, yeah. She, I think she leaned a little bit too heavily into a very specific, like they were very much playing to old lady mm -hmm. old ideology type of thing, which wasn't the worst thing because I'm not going to lie, I did chuckle. <laughs> I did chuckle when she said, on back in the day on Black Friday, they used to segregate or they used to separate the shoppers by race. <laughs> that did make me laugh. <laughs> but I think I think everything else was just like a little bit too over the top for me. Like when she's talking about being fuck buddies with with Ken, with and, Ken and all that stuff. stuff, I was like, that was a bit too much. But I did laugh at the segregation joke. I'm not gonna that lie to you guys. <laughs> it's pretty funny. The whole Green Friday thing also made me chuckle too. I was like that. <laughs> That sounds like a, a true corporate move. I'd believe that shit. That does, yeah. Cause <laughs> Green Friday. And I like I like Chris's response. So he's like, good to know. And then nobody else nobody else ever said uses Green Friday. Anita's the only one. The <laughs> only one. Yeah. Like for how much I was annoyed with Anita, like you needed that character. You needed in a retail comedy, you have to have the goody two shoes. It's just right. like it's you're obligated to put that character in there. Um, mm -hmm. But all right, I'll take back what I said about Ruth. Uh, <laughs> still, one of the things that kind of bugged me outside of that, because that that's actually a good death. I felt like some of the other deaths were a little bit lacking. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe not in setup, but in just the delivery of them. 
I felt a little bit disappointed. Like Brian's death, funny, but <laughs> I kind of loved it. <laughs> it's just it's funny, but it made no sense. And like by the time he like gets up there and gets flicked away, like it, it's funny, but it felt a little anticlimactic. You this, know what I mean? Yeah. The setup to Brian's death, in my opinion, was the worst setup. Okay. It was kind of funny in this whole, oh, well, it's a manager thing. You wouldn't understand. That was kind of funny. And I do like the reveal of the creature's final form is all of the customers merged, merged together. together. <laughs> it also has a little turkey wing <laughs> kind of a hand <laughs> i don't know I, I i do like the the final look for the the monster but i do think it's a bit of it was a little bit ridiculous for the character of brian that didn't make sense to me no, the whole let me talk to it kind of thing didn't make sense it was just kind of an excuse for him to die even yeah, get flicked. just to get flicked uh <laughs> jonathan's whole speech and everything like i it was a fun monologue, but then like he just vanishes and we never get to see what happens. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that is fun. It's just like, I don't know. It, I, I feel like most of the things that happened in this movie, like things would happen that I enjoyed for a bit. And then before I could like get that sweet release of the joke finishing or like the full um, idea being seen it skips to the next scene. Like we just mm -hmm. move on. And like, I feel like that happened quite a few times. Right. I think Jonathan's, I like what they did with his character. This whole reveal of the only reason he became a manager was basically so that he could feel like he had friends and like, <laughs> and <laughs> feel like people thought he respected him or whatever. And so I didn't, I like what they did with this idea of he, this whole time throughout the movie. He, He's playing the role of a manager, but not taking up a leadership role. He's he's always pretend, like saying, oh, I'm going to go down with my ship and then kind of hides behind everybody else. So I like this idea that he realizes kind of in the end that those people that work with him are by extension his family and he sacrifices himself for them. However, I think it would have worked better if it had happened down in the store and we even like even if it had maybe happened on the truck, maybe if they had broken in and he closed the door so with him still inside, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just wish we would have gotten to see them kind of coming around him because, yeah, as it stands, he disappears into a burning inferno <laughs> never to be seen again. He literally just jumps straight down into the alien creatures and we never see him again. But I do think, or even if they had been climbing up the hatch and he just, he closed it before he climbed up all the way, yeah. something, I just think, I just didn't understand why he was already up there and they then weren't down really, in. yeah, they weren't really big, breaking through, not enough where that was needed to happen right then. And also, too, I just thought I would, why, so they never climbed back just because he came down, like they never tried to climb back up the hatch. <laughs> yeah, like if he got taken out, they just gave up on that plan or like, oh, <laughs> yeah. guess they're not up there. Guess he was the only person up there. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, talking it out, I, what, what bothered me was the character's choices leading up to their death. That's what bothered me more than the setup because they just don't make sense. Like again, Brian's doesn't make sense that he breaks out in that moment to do that. 
Jonathan, for how noble it was, if you look at what he's doing, they are reaching up through a closed hatch that he is <laughs> yeah. stomping on to make their hands move. But then he opens up the hatch and jumps <laughs> in. Like he walked over there with the idea to shut the hatch. Then somewhere mm -hmm. in the monologue decided, you know what? I'm gonna jump down in this bitch. Like actually. <laughs> <laughs> like the characters right. that I feel like a lot of these characters make some weird um moral shifts. I feel like there are a lot of moments in this movie where characters just make really weird choices or their character development just shifts too much or is completely mm -hmm. lost. Because um, yeah. I, I think going back to Brian one more time, I think that's a, a great example of somebody whose moral decisions and character arc just flip flop so much because at mm -hmm. the beginning, he's the right hand man to Jonathan. Then when shit hits the fan, he's like, fuck this. I don't care about Jonathan or this job anymore. I want it to be a dentist. Then a couple scenes later, he's framing Ken and trying to get him killed by the monsters. And then at the end, he's like, I'm going to protect all these people and go talk to this creature while also still being an asshole to my coworkers. Mm -hmm. Like... You know what I mean? I feel like his character kept right. flip-flopping back and forth. Jonathan's was one character that, like, I feel like was as consistent. time went on, there was consistency with his arc. But some of the other characters, I feel like, jumped around a little too much for my liking. I kind of, I feel like that's why I like Brian's character, though, because it feels, honestly, Brian's character to me feels the most real, in a sense, of this kind of back and forth of depending on who is who is benefiting more that's the side i'm going to be on kind of a thing where first it's right under jonathan because this because i'm a manager and this is my job blah 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 and then everything goes wrong and then I feel like even with calling, actually calling 911, despite Jonathan t saying not to, I feel like there's this falter to just human nature of, oh, I'm going to do the right thing. Because I will say Brian comes through for them fairly a good amount. I do feel like Brian, to some degree, is a team player. I just feel like depending on who seems more likely to have a hold of the situation, I feel like that's where Brian's loyalties lie. I will agree with you, though. I don't get the whole Ken thing. I, I At first, I thought it was a mistake. I, I, I thought it was an accident, or it was an accident in the sense of there was all this confusion in the fight, and so I thought Brian accidentally bit Ken mm -hmm. and then just was too embarrassed to admit it. I wish that that was what the case was rather than it being a whole oh i took care of ken for you because i never got from jonathan i never got the idea that jonathan had a problem with ken and yeah. so that was what confused me is it felt like oh i did this for you when it, i'm like did i did a scene get cut did i miss something <laughs> when when did jonathan have beef with ken where yeah. we needed to take him out in some way. That was what was confusing to me. I, I actually liked the reveal of 
Ken's fine. It was all just a misunderstanding, but mm-hmm. I didn't like the reveal of why it was a misunderstanding. Right. I I think it honestly would have been better if it was just an embarrassing mistake that maybe we got a little bit into deep on and assumed that Ken was dead and didn't want to uh-huh. <laughs> didn't want to take the responsibility for that. I prefer that than a <laughs> I did what you asked me to do. Like what do you mean? <laughs> yeah no i hear you um but i also did so i really enjoyed the the powwow scene where people are like airing their grievances and getting like real with each other after Mm -hmm. everything's hit the fan and we have some downtime um one because i like that we we humanize ken a little bit more because like up until then he's kind of been the character that we followed around that like yeah, he's a slacker, but like he's kind of like our our go-to guy. And I like that he is not untouchable, uh, especially on like an emotional level. I love that these characters are able to say stuff that really cuts under his skin because I feel like it brings him more in line with the rest of the group. And I loved hearing everybody's like reasons for like why they work there, like what's gotten them there, like the retail worker side of this story. I just kind of wish that it was spread out a little bit more and Mm -hmm. not all just contained to that one scene. Right. No, I agree with that. Yeah, I I liked when they went around and said how long they worked there and kind of why and their regrets that because they work there, now this is the situation that they're dealing with. I liked that. And I even liked... I don't know. I don't know if I liked the I got I understood the fight to a certain degree. I understood why it started because it I I I think they did a good job of making it where they wrote it in a way that did feel the way the way that Ken was worried about his family, I think that they wrote it in a way where it did feel a little dismissive of him to say, "Well, I've got a family." that I need to get back to. And it's like, well, we all have people we're trying to get back to. Like, that's not the issue. I do think they did a good job of of writing it in a way where I could understand where maybe Chris's buttons had been pushed kind of all night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that was just the thing that kind of broke the straw. Or no, that was the straw that broke (laughs) the back. (laughs) 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 Um, I could see that. So I didn't mind that. I think my favorite part of that fight was the whole the reveal of Ken and Marnie being on totally opposite pages about <laughs> what their funny. relationship is. I actually thought that was I really liked that because it's clear from the beginning that they've got some kind of something going on. But Marnie is really viewing it in a more fun and playful kind of a relationship than Ken is. He's obviously been putting much more weight on this and making it much more serious than it actually is. I thought we were a thing. A thing, yeah. But Ken, you're almost my dad's age. (laughs) I will fucking kill you, nerd. What about all the late night shifts? What about the time we made out of the train table? You did what? We made out. It passes the time. But Ken, I don't really know you. I've never seen you outside of the store. I mean, I've, I've never even met your kids. Would we ever go out on a date? I don't think so, right? Pancakes. No? 
Mm-hmm. I liked that that was kind of the end <laughs> of that fight. And I even liked this idea because I feel like we all have this at work. They play with this idea that Ken, because of his seniority at this job and because he's usually, it seems, the person who kinds of trains people when they come in or or helps them learn the ro- the rodeo at the store. As a result, he has kind of adopted this cool guy personality at work mm-hmm. that may, kind of feels like, oh, I'm like the lazy slacker who doesn't care about everything, but you want to be like me kind of a mm-hmm. thing, a personality. And I like that everybody kind of pokes at that and says that that's a facade and that that's annoying. And and realistically, that's really all you are at this. You can only be that person here because mm-hmm. I do feel like everybody puts on some type of work facade. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of times where you maybe have friends at work that you're friends with them at work and you get along really well there, but maybe you wouldn't go out with them to a club or everybody has those work coworkers where one of them is like in their mid sixties. And then another coworker is like 17 and you're like, I would never be hanging out with these people (laughs) in real life because, because you, why, where would you meet them? Like where would you run into this wide variety of people? And it's a certain way when you're at work and you can get along and you can have fun. But unless you like pull that friendship out into the outs your outside life like that is your work life right and i kind of like this idea that they have of where everybody kind of like explodes the bubble on their work personalities and Mm -hmm. and says well this is how you like this is how you are and that's fake and this is how you are and that's fake and yeah we make out when we're at work but i don't know what you're like in the real world i've never even met your kids like i i like that idea because i do feel like that's very realistic too Mm-hmm. real life yeah so like for that reason i really enjoy that whole sequence and so it's just like it was placed at a good time like i do think when it happens is like a great time for it to happen and i'm ha- happy that it happened at all um i just would have liked to see more of that idea because like i feel like for a movie that's called black friday um once the alien stuff really starts going the Black Friday-ness of things, I think, really falls to the wayside. And then it just kind of slips into more just, like, generic retail horror comedy. Um, which, you know, could be could be what some people are looking for. I don't know. But, like, maybe I was looking for too deep of an analysis into what the retail worker would do during this particular holiday in a horror scenario like maybe i was just asking for too much mm. but it just felt like at some point the we're at work on this specific day aspect left and it was just an alien invasion movie mm. i feel like i don't know i thought that they did a good job of like keeping that up uh, mainly through jonathan i feel like he kind of held on to this black friday idea for much longer than I I think a normal person would in this situation. And I do like that that little kind of intermission with all the characters. I like that they bring it back around and say, this is our Thanksgiving meal. Mm-hmm. Like This is our Thanksgiving um, night since yeah. we can't be with our families. But once, of course, once that's over, then we're kind of moved on. 
I will say there's a weird transition. I do think that they didn't know how to transition out of that fight sequence into the next element because it's like they get into that fight and Ken goes, I'm out of here. And, and then Marty, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then Marnie and Chris just follow him. They're like, let's go. And and it almost feels like everything just got forgotten. Yeah. Like so everything got swept under the rug. But maybe yeah. that's the idea. Like, is there Thanksgiving dinner? You know, you typically fight at Thanksgiving and then afterwards true. you uh you drink and everything's cool. So like maybe that's, that's what they were going for. I'm I'm not entirely sure. It was an authentic thanksgiving experience <laughs> it seems it seems um now you said that you like the final creature design but overall how did you feel about the blob <laughs> i mean it was it very much reminded me of not and this is not in a bad way because y'all know i love me some kids horror shows and that's what it kind of reminded me of is something that you would see on like a kid's horror show. I liked the brightness of it. I loved mm -hmm. how it was just like really bright pink, like almost neon. And I actually think it was pretty gross. I, I think it was grosser when it was small. And then once it got bigger, it wasn't gross to me anymore. It but looked a little I, bit like an inflatable dick. I will say that. And, oh. and mid form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had not thought that myself, but it had a little. It was a little phallic, in my opinion. But it was a little shafty. <laughs> I will give that to you. Now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> it like did the have a... stages and the final stages were fine. It was just that middle section where things got questionable for me. Right. It was. It was shaft-like, and it was going up through a circle. <laughs> well, and I guess so, because because. They discover early on that you don't want the people to gather. Mm -hmm. And by that, it's they're all kind of picking things up and all bringing them to the blob. And I guess because the more stuff that the blob inhales, <laughs> absorbs, I guess is a better word. Mm -hmm. The more stuff that the blob absorbs, the bigger it gets. Very similar to like, the blob blob mm -hmm. um except this one can't really this one can't really grab you in the way that the blob can you really do kind of have to bring stuff to it or kind yeah. of just or give yourself there. up into it yeah and let yourself be absorbed into it so it's kind of growing in size throughout the whole movie um it's probably at its most ridiculous but I love it when it breaks through the, <laughs> the roof, when it's yeah. not when it's not the final form yet. It's still the blob, but it like breaks through the top of the roof. I I did my absolute <laughs> best to let that CGI go. I truly <laughs> did. And I'm not even going to knock it too much here. But like when it first popped up, I was just like, remember what kind of movie you watching? Yeah. <laughs> lower budget it kind of reminds me of scooby-doo 2 monsters unleashed the candy cotton <laughs> or the cotton candy um monster Ghost monster thing yeah it kind of reminds me of that in the way that it looks when it shoots up through the through the top because yeah the blob 
after it kind of puts its feelers out there, it doesn't need to do anything. It's just kind of chilling and letting everybody else do its thing. So, I mean, that works. We get, I think that that was smart because obviously it's completely CG'd, uh, mm-hmm. CGI'd. So I think it's best that we don't get too many shots of it. But I will say until that moment, it looks good. Well, and and I think actually maybe when it's little, it's practical. Yeah, the little, when it's little, when it's the little form, it looks fantastic. Like that, yes. that looks great. And then all of the people are practical and that mm-hmm. looks really great. Like the makeup on the people, I think, is is really cool. Yeah, I I feel like they did a really good job of differentiating themselves from every other <laughs> type of sick or virus or zombie type of makeup design because I do feel like they look different than than what I've seen. They have similar elements, but even when they're just sick, I was mm-hmm. like, that looks good. Like there's obviously something wrong with these people. And I like that. I like that there's this element of it's something weird and there's something off, but nothing where you would sound the alarm quite yet. Um so yeah, I do think that they the practical makeup and effects in this look really good. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but yeah, it's just that one moment <laughs> when the when it first breaks through the top where <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I I got to be honest, so I don't know yet how I feel about the grand goal of this creature to like gather all of the people and then become this giant super creature sure that's that's fine what i did enjoy about it though is i like this idea that the people creatures had some other motivation while they were in the store other than just to attack the Mm. non people creatures because that for me alleviated all of my issues with how people were navigating through the store and still surviving is because all these creatures were doing something else while attacking. Like, yes, they would attack our crew if they got too close, but because they were kept busy with this task that got established far earlier, it yeah. that was a great plot line for me. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, they gave them a goal, and so they can get distracted from that goal. But in the grand scheme of things, that's what's more important. Also, they're smart. I like that they're pretty. They can kind of all band together, particularly in that scene later on where Chris gets seen and -hmm. thinks that he's okay, And because it like it sees him and then it walks around the corner and he's like, whoo. And then it comes running back with a bunch of them behind it. And I thought that was I thought that was really cool because I think it's cool to show that they do kind of think in a pack mentality. Mm-hmm. And so I liked that it was this, they have, yeah, they have a bigger goal. And at some point, which ends up saving Ken's life, is at a certain point, these things aren't after food. They're not trying to eat people. They're not trying to kill them just to kill them. It is important that these bodies get taken back to mm-hmm the mother blob and (laughs) so and so at at a certain point it's very clear that it's time to collect like it's time to finish this up they're 
they were doing this kind of all night and then there's reaches a point where it needs to kind of absorb everybody. And mm-hmm. so I even liked that element. And uh, I think in different circumstances, I would say, oh, that didn't make, I don't understand why, like it didn't do this to him. But because they established that this was always the goal, I don't even mind that it just took Ken to and it. Then- to the blob and then was like all right adios like it's my time to shine and it got absorbed and then that gave him time to get away because i think at that point it was just like you're you are you in are you out like are you coming in (laughs) or (laughs) are you good and ken was lucky in that he was able to like get up and go away but Mm -hmm. i think that that worked well because of what they had been establishing for the whole movie yeah that's true um the forklift taking it out. I was like, okay, <laughs> but sure, whatever. <laughs> yeah. What Wasn't was his how plan? I, thought, I, I don't know. That's, <laughs> the, that's the best part is like, and I like that. I think the script made fun of it too. Cause when Ken sees him in the forklift, he's like, oh no. Yeah. No, he's like, Chris, Chris. no, <laughs> you're right. That was clever. Cause they obviously, foreshadow it earlier they mentioned that chris had to learn how to use the forklift he's like i'm never gonna use that again and they're like well you never know yeah and then we mm-hmm. see him later get into this forklift this itty bitty forklift <laughs> against this giant monster he's like driving up super slow and ken's like oh my god no <laughs> so for the sake of the joke it works for me i don't know yeah. what his plan was driving that forklift up but It was funny. (laughs) I give him that. It's just like, even though I like the final joke and I'm happy that they got away, it felt anticlimactic. And maybe that's just me, Mm. but it just kind of felt like the forklift thing happened. They're like, all right, cool. And then they just drove off. I was like, I didn't look at the time when that happened, but I was thinking to myself as they were driving off, is that it? Like, is that how the movie ends? And it did. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, re- it ends with them driving past other, other big monsters. Big monsters, mm-hmm. yeah. Who have all who have taken over other stores. But um Oh, and we find out it's like we find out Ken's daughters are safe. They like have safe zones that and that's where they're gonna head to now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not a bad it's not a bad ending and I mean I don't know how else they would have by the time Me- this thing comes out. I don't I I the forklift had to come back eventually. I did think it was going to come back earlier. Um mm-hmm. and I feel like although the joke works better him doing it at the end. Yeah, I just don't quite know how so it like the monster grabs the forklift, pulls it up into its face really fast. So it stabs it in the face. I don't know how that leads into it exploding. <laughs> I guess the forklift falls down and explodes. And then Pro- probably something like that. And then I think like the, the creature falling back into the flaming store is what like finishes the deal, which it was already okay. on fire. That, huh? <laughs> That's I, I get confused because. The store had always been on fire. Yeah, the like, store had always been on fire the entire time. And I don't know, it's, 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 <laughs> the, weird, it's the weird thing because, like, the fire didn't seem to affect the monster up yeah. until then. But then the moment when it's time for the fire to take the monster out, 
it's engulfed in flames and turns to ash. <laughs> so I don't know. Again, going back to the inconsistency, inconsistency stuff, like some things just don't track well for me. But mm. I accept it. Like I accept it for what it is. And like you're right, they had to get out of the situation somehow. And quite frankly, there was no realistic way that they were going to get out of it. So we needed something else. And having a joke be what takes this monster out, I'm cool with it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at the way that it ended. I am mad at Ken's final line. I thought that was... <laughs> oh, the pancakes. We set up safe havens for people. Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Gotta make a detour first. For what? For pancakes. Let's go! I thought that was really corny, but I also I was like, Chris and Marnie would be kind of cute. Yeah, um, I thought I thought they were gonna explore that a little bit more. <laughs> Not that we needed any more runtime to do it, but when they had that small moment in the back of the delivery truck, I was like, oh yeah, that would yeah. be a nice that would be a nice variation on what we had already set up. Like we set up this whole Ken Marnie thing, but if it ended up being a Chris Marnie thing, I wouldn't have been mad at that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been mad about it. Also, too, this is a good runtime. It's not too long. It's like an hour 20, I think. And that's really the most that you need for a story like this. Mm -hmm. Because it is hard to keep a story like this, I think, going for too long. The only way that I think they could have elongated the runtime is if they had done more uh, in the beginning mm -hmm. before the outbreak. Is yeah. if they maybe had done a little bit more um, of a meet the character type, meet the characters type of thing, which, you know, uh, I honestly wouldn't, I personally wouldn't, have, I, I do wish to a certain degree that we got a little bit more time of the store in its normalcy. So like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been upset if they had extended that section. That's the only section I think would have worked in extending though, because I think Everything that happens with the alien from like the from Chris being tied up to the end, that was the most I think they could have done with that. Yeah, that's true. There, I don't think that this premise was set up to do a whole three hour <laughs> uh, narrative on. So I agree with you there. It's a well-timed movie. It does its thing and then it leaves as it should. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, it's. It's not bad. It, like, it's really not bad. Mm. There are a lot of points of some really nice fun in it because everything's mm. very heightened. Everything feels very heightened. Yeah. And so for that reason, like, you're never quite sure what's going to happen in the next scene. And you really have to, like, kind of track everything that's going on. And there is a mm. lot kind of going on, too. So um, overall, I didn't, like, dislike it or anything. I, I just had, like, my qualms with it. Yeah, and I also think too the toy store. I liked that as the setting, mm -hmm. having it be I, like a very oof. specific store. Yeah, I wish they had explored the combat in the toy store a bit more. Yeah, because they touch on it a little bit. Like we touch on it um, when Brian and Chris and Archie first like traverse yeah, the floor. They, <laughs> they touch on it a little bit there. Uh, Ken uses like roller skates and stuff which is fun but yeah they don't they don't use the environment maybe as much as 
they could have in to a certain degree, but I do still like the toy store as like the base of this movie rather than it being just like a regular like superstore or something. Cause I do think that it works that they don't really have a ton of actual weapons or right. actual things that they can use to at their like at their disposal. Cause like everything is made out of like foam and rubber and <laughs> yeah, plastic. <laughs> exactly. So like, that's, that's why I would have loved to see them have to like struggle with that a bit more and like just survive using the things that are nearby. Like that, mm -hmm. that would have been fun to see, but it is what it is. Again, don't want to add any more runtime than we already have <laughs> more than enough. Uh, but yeah, I agree. The setting is the set. The setting is dope. The setting is dope. Bruce Campbell is playing a different character than I'm used to seeing him play, and doing it very well. I actually really liked him yep. in this role. Um, and I mean, all the act. I I think all the actors did a really good job at their role, and you can tell that they're having a lot of fun. Oh, also, my last thing I will say that I did like was the whole reveal of. There never being holiday bonuses <laughs> and mm -hmm. that they were going to be laying people off after the holidays. I did like that whole reveal. I wish maybe we had gotten it like a hair longer. Maybe if that had trickled more into the fight. I Because during the fight sequence, I kind of wanted to see everybody pick at everybody. It ends up being just Chris Marnie and Ken going back and forth. Right. But I kind of wanted to see like Brian and Jonathan get pulled into it. So everybody gets into a fight because I actually think that would have helped then with the Brian bites Ken situation. Mm -hmm. So I do wish that maybe that the fact that they were never going to get paid extra by Jonathan and the fact that Brian knew that they were going to be laid off and didn't say anything. I wish that those had been pulled into the the fight later on. Yeah, that's very true. And I, I've talked my my mess about Brian the character, but I will say his his clap at Chris about oh like was I gonna be laid off with all them bathroom breaks you take? Oh yeah, I was like that was a good line. <laughs> <laughs> like that was I a sassy that. little clap back, and I did appreciate that I one. That's what I loved all the sass. It was so good. <laughs> In my opinion, Brian's lines were some of my favorite moments in the movie. Um, but yeah, that is basically Black Friday. Also, I will say I related. There is a character that I actually related to in this movie, and it is one of the maintenance guys at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. um, it's after their friend has already been taken over and the two guys come back in and they see him. And he's like making weird noises and stuff. If you watch the maintenance guy in the background, he's like slowly backing up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of like leaves the other guy standing in the front. And I was like, finally, somebody <laughs> actually starts moving when they realize things are weird. Because the other guy's just like standing there screaming. And you can just see him backing into the shadows. Like, oh, no. In the background. I oh, hope you don't get wow. me. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, uh, bro. Damn, that's crazy. I guess he's gone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, Erica, what are we gonna rate this one out of? Ooh, uh, okay. We could rate this out of uh, phallic pink blobs. <laughs> I was trying to think of another thing though. Call, just call them what they are. Call them the penis blobs. All right. <laughs> phallic, phallic pink 
penises. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Um, um, flaming teddy bears. Flaming teddy bears. Um, um, fake bonuses. Um, <laughs> Black mm, Friday frenzies. Black Friday deals. Uh, yeah. Black Friday deaths. <laughs> <laughs> coworker clapbacks. Uh, coworker holiday clapbacks. bonuses. I'm kind of like throwing random stuff out there now. <laughs> coworker clapbacks is a good one. You like that one? I mean, there were a lot of them in this, to be fair. Oh, they do it then. <laughs> Unless we're gonna do like ah nah nah. Well, you just say I'm. I'm now. I'm curious. I was gonna say Thanksgiving tentacles, but I mean they're not really tentacles. I don't know what else to call them. <laughs> True. They're like I don't know. I don't know what those. <laughs> I don't know what they are because they, they don't look like tentacles, but they kind of look bit. like those sticky hands. Yeah, the ones that you like slap on things. Yeah. And, like, pull away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sticky spit. I don't know. Ew. Yeah, I know. We, we need to do coworker, coworker clapbacks. Yeah, coworker clapbacks it is. You want me to go first or would you like to go first? Um, You go first. Also, one final little note that I cannot not say. Um, The music in this movie was by Patrick Stump, the lead singer of Fall Out Boy. Oh, wow. I never yeah. actually knew that was his name. Deadass. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, deadass. Yeah, it's Patrick Stump. I mean, I assume... I assume there's not that many Patrick Stumps that are musicians. So, and he's done other soundtracks. I'm going to go, I'm going to have to go back and pay attention because I got to be honest, like I was not uh, paying attention to the music while watching this one. Like, okay. Yeah. Go back and, and check it out. Cause yes, it is the, the one, one the it is the one night in one more time. Thanks for the memories. Patrick Stump. <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> Um, but all right, as far as Black Friday goes, I think I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 2.9 out of five, okay. uh, coworker clapbacks. This movie was fun. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, in line with what I wanted for like a Black Friday Thanksgiving weekend into winter or into the holiday season style movie. Like it. It ticked a lot of the boxes that I wanted, and I just love horror comedies, so I give most horror comedies a pass as long as they can make me laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, my biggest gripe with this is there were some character inconsistencies that I couldn't really get over. Um, I do think that although all of the actors and actresses did great at their roles, I do feel like the characters were a little too tropey for me, and it yeah. was distracting um especially in comparison to some similar movies like slacks for instance where you have caricature characters that still manage to like stay in line with like the reality of things mm -hmm. um and like overall the the main story and plot line was it was passable it, it wasn't anything like too crazy but um it wasn't anything that i'm gonna like go rave and write home about either uh mm -hmm. i thought it, it was a solid solid horror comedy flick that is fun if you're looking for something to just kind of sit down relax and like watch something that's not too too heavy uh, i think it works and i do think for the thanksgiving weekend it does hit the right spot um but still gonna give it 2.9 out of 5 co-worker clapbacks Alrighty. 
I am going to give this a three point. I'll give it a three point two coworker clapbacks out of five. Okay. This movie is fun. It's like a a nice, easy, good time watch. It it's funny. It has its funny moments. I like I said, I like the setting of it a lot. I like the creature design for the most part. And I think that the characters are fun enough. It's just not super memorable for me. I I don't think it's one that I would go back and watch again. Um, If I'm looking for a horror comedy, like I probably won't turn back to this one um, too, too often. Unless I'm like really in the mood for a horror comedy around Thanksgiving. But yeah, it's, it's just a little bit. I think for the story it is, it's like you go into it obviously knowing what kind of story you're going to get. But then at the same time, I also do think that the story is not enough at times from to like keep me invested. Yeah. It wasn't always enough for me to want to pay attention or to keep watching. I do think that when there's the bigger ensemble, I really, really was was interested. I will say as the movie goes on, I think particularly towards the ending bit where we start to get to like some chase scenes and just kind of going from one location to another, it started to lose me a little bit and I don't think it ever really got me back. So yeah, it's it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. It's it's like I think it works for the the theme and the topic that they were going for. The plot you know, lends itself well to that. But I just think in the grand scheme of things, it's just a little bit like middle of the ground for me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's fine. It's good, but not like super memorable for me. So yeah, three point two uh coworker clapbacks out of five. Well, that is it for us homies and the Discord decides for the month. We hope that you guys enjoyed that. And we would like to know if you guys have checked out Black Friday, what do you guys think of this movie? You can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer to talk a little bit more in depth about it and also talk to other homies about it, you can always slip into the Discord. Discord is where we hang out every other day of the week and chit chat about all things horror and kind of everything in between. So if that sounds like fun to you, then you can find the link for that in our social media bios. You can also email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, that means that it's Monday, and that means that we will be streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where we play spooky games, hang out with the homies, chit-chat, and usually have a couple drinks. So if that sounds like something that would be fun and you want to come through and say hello, you can find the link for that in our bio as well. And last but not least, if you are so inclined, we would very, very much love for you to leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we like to hear what you guys are thinking. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that yet, we would love for you to. Or if you're listening on Spotify, you can rate us by going to our name, clicking the stars underneath, and that will rate the show for you. But that is it for us, homies. Thank you guys again for all who voted in the Discord Decides. And we will be back next Monday with some Christmas time horror for you guys. 
<laughs> Catch you next time, homies. Bye.